another edition of the Varian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith. I'm here to bring you the post-game show following Bayern Munich's big 6-1 victory over Werder Bremen. What an impressive showing from Bayern Munich. It was incredibly, incredibly strong. You really can't say enough good things about the mentality and the overall style that Bayern Munich played with today. They were absolutely relentless. They did not give Werder Bremen any room to work with. It was just, to me... An extremely impressive victory. And uh, what better way to get this thing kicked off than just to take a look and see at how Bayern got this game going. By that, I mean, we'll take a look at the starting lineup. Julian Nagelsmann did not offer many surprises with this one. Of course, he went with Manuel Neuer in that. He used the center back pairing of Dayo Upamakano and Benjamin Pavar. The outside backs were Nusar Mizrawi. And Luca Hernandez, who made his return to the starting 11, albeit at left back, not his preferred position, but one that he can play quite capably. In the midfield, you had the all-star tandem of Joshua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka. Uh, for the attack, and this is where it was a little bit interesting. And if, if Nagelsmann was playing a hunch, it worked out. Uh, Nagelsmann started Serge Gnabry and Sadio Mane on the wings. He also started Jamal Musiala as the attacking midfielder and Eric Chupo, Eric Maxim Chupomoting at striker. So as you could see against a team like Werder Bremen, that is plenty of firepower to go around. And of course, uh, that is exactly what Bayern Munich was able to show on the day. The scoring got started off really early in the sixth minute with Musiala. And, and how do you take this kid out of the lineup when this team is back at full strength, how is Julian Nagelsmann going to remove Musiala? He's not going to be able to. You can't convince me otherwise. There is no shot that Musiala is going to be removed. I don't know how that affects anyone else, but he's just been too good, too productive. And listen, I know he was not terrific against Hertha Berlin over the weekend. In fact, it was one of his most poor showings. But it wasn't like it was that bad. That's just how impressive the kid has been over the course of the season. But all that said, 6 nothing. Bayern looked like it was cruising early, but of course things are never really that easy, at least in the early going. Uh, Werder Bremen decided to make this a bit of a match in the 10th minute. Uh, they took advantage of some really shoddy defending, and that's about the only thing you're going to hear me say bad about Bayern Munich in this, because they did have a lapse there for a second. The entire defense got sucked over to the right side. Unfortunately, going down the left side was Anthony Young, who received a pass from Mitchell Fizer and converted it for a goal. To me, it looked like Musar Mizrahi got caught napping a little bit, but in his defense, Benjamin Pavar was also sucked in as the center back a little bit, and Serge Gnabry was not exactly busting it back to give any support. So Mizrahi might take the hit for that one, but I, I don't want to make too big a deal out of it because there were a lot of things going on. It was a complete and utter breakdown. And Werder Bremen got itself on the board. It was 1-1, 10 minutes in. And this is where the game got completely crazy. We we fast forward all the way up to the 18th minute. I say all the way. It was only eight minutes. But Serge Gnabry driving into the box gets fouled after a VAR review. The referee determined it was a penalty. And this is a, this is a bit of a sore point of mine. When Gnabry did all of that hard work to earn the PK, I was a little disappointed that he did not take it. And the reason I say that is because it's not like Bayern Munich has a bona fide penalty taker anymore. Robert Lewandowski is not on the team. 
So at this point, I'm not sure that the that the club really has like a go-to person for penalties. Some people might look toward Thomas Muller, but of course he was not playing. Uh, some people might even look to Leroy Sané, but at that time, he was not in the match either. Julian Nagelsmann or whoever on the field made the decision opted to go with Eric Maxim Choupo-Moting, who unfortunately uh, got a little bit too much at the center of the net on his PK attempt, and it was saved by Yuri Pavlenka. Uh, a nice play pa- by Pavlenka, but a very poor effort uh, from Choupo-Moting, one of the only things you can say <laughs> really bad about the way he's performed in the uh, in the last five, six weeks. So uh, unfortunately, he did miss that. Um but that was about the only attacking blunder that the team had. There were some chances there in the second half. I'm sure they'd like back, but at that point the game was well in hand. Uh, and Byron, in my mind was, was trying to get a little bit cheeky with some of their attempts, but anyway, Chupo Moting missed the penalty. And that set up a little bit of drama because in the 21st minute, we did see Sadio Mane go down. It looked like he was grabbing the outside part of his knee, but I don't want to speculate too much about what that could be. Could it be just a precaution that he was taking out of the match? Is it anything serious? We don't know right now. But Mane uh, did exit in favor of Leroy Sané. Sané, of course, had a terrific, terrific game. Uh, we'll touch on him a little bit more at the end. But in the 22nd minute, Serge Gnabry, did make good eventually. He got his first goal of the match. Canabri, uh, I, I will tell you this. Uh, he was really, really good. Uh, just so composed on this effort, curled it in nicely. Uh, I, I couldn't say enough good things about the way Canabri handled that. When he received the ball on the left side, he almost took his time. It's like everyone around him froze, set himself up, and just hit such a nice shot. It wasn't that it was you know, a rocket or a laser or anything like that. He just curled it in nicely to the far post. I mean, very professional looking. Excellent job by Serge Gnabry. In the 26th minute, Yashua Kimmich found Leon Goretzka, who was making just an incredible run. It was insanely hard and determined. And Kimmich found him, slid him a nice pass, and Goretzka put it home. Just great work between the two midfielders. When Goretzka plays like this and he's got that kind of aggression going toward the net, he is so, so hard to stop. And we saw that today. And what that does is open things up on the flanks. It draws so much more attention to the middle. And, of course, we did see a lot of players benefit from that in the 28th minute. Now, think about this. This is now 30 goals in the span of of six minutes. Uh, Serge Gnabry was set up perfectly by Leroy Sané, who had – done all of the hard work, and then unselfishly sent the ball to Serge Gnabry, who was wide open for essentially what amounted to a tap-in. Just great work by Sané, who deserves a lot of credit, not just for making the pass, but just in general, his unselfish play on that. He could have easily went himself and scored, but he set up Gnabry, who I think at that point you could get the sense that he was really going to have a big game because he was playing exceptionally well. We've seen what happens with Gnabry when he gets on a hot streak, so that's a great sign from Bayern Munich. And that's where they went into the locker room, 4-1. Admittedly, Bayern did take its foot off the gas pedal, and we did see quite a bit of complacent play from about that 28-minute mark through a good part of the second half. Uh, in the second half, Byron did start to sub. We saw Kingsley Coman come on for Eric Maxim Chupo Moting. We saw Marcel Sabitzer come on for Luca Hernandez. Both of those subs were made in the 57th minute. In the 71st minute, Matisse Tell came in for Jamal Musiala, and also Ryan Gravenberg came in for Leon Goretzka. 
there were a couple of really, really good opportunities for Sané and Gnabry uh, over the course of the first part of that first half. No doubt about it. And they probably should have done better. But it's very hard to be critical because the team was winning 4-1. And to be honest, if you're going to start uh, ramping up the level of difficulty, that was the time to do it. So uh, no big loss on the misses by those two boys. They uh, they had great games otherwise. Uh, 82nd minute, we did get to see Serge Gnabry get his hat trick set up by Nusar Mizrahi. Uh, Just tremendous way to cap the day for Gnabry. Getting a hat trick there, I'm sure it means a lot to him. Uh, you know, Gnabry has been one of these players who who is on a cycle. He is a fan favorite, then he's put through the ringer by the fans, and, and rightfully so at times because he has not been consistent, and at times he does underperform. But I will say this is one of his stronger outings, and I hope this is something that he can carry into this weekend and then the World Cup and really, really build from it and put together a terrific second half of the season. The 84th minute, we saw Matisse tell <laughs> uh, just show his outright determination to score. I had some opportunities to pass as he was driving, but was like, hell no, I am going in myself. And I'll be honest, I love seeing it because I feel like if you're a striker or an attacker, you need to have that mentality. And it was a 5-1 game at that point. So if you're going to go yourself, you go. And Matisse Tell did just that. 6-1, that finalizes scoring there in the 84th minute. Just a, just a really, really good game for Bayern Munich. As I said previously, it's very difficult to find much bad to say about the team. They had a defensive lapse there. Uh, you know, we did see the missed PK. But of course, uh, you know, some of the more obvious things, you don't want to see Sadio Mane go down with an injury. That was a very key moment, uh, more so for Senegal than for Bayern Munich. There's plenty of time for Mane to heal and get better in terms of his club. But when it comes to the upcoming World Cup, Mane, is, he is the most important player for Senegal. So he is, I'm sure that that is an entire nation now walking on eggshells because they need to know what is going on with their best player. Uh, of course, at BFW, we will keep you abreast of all the latest news on that. Um, otherwise, I thought Manuel Neuer was a little bit rusty. But again, I'm, I'm nitpicking to even get to this point, right? Like I, I thought Byron was great, but... Neuer, of course, is working back, working his way back from that shoulder injury. Probably, you know, does need to shake off the cobwebs a bit. And I think that this is one of those games where he got some action, but it just it wasn't as intense as you might see in a higher level match. So for Neuer, I'm sure this was a good way to start to ramp back up. He, of course, uh, will get the call this weekend against Schalke if healthy, and then Germany's going to ride him as long as they can in the World Cup. So he's going to have to get back to the top form he was showing earlier in the season. And and there's no reason to doubt that he can't do that. So a couple of things to keep an eye on. Uh, There was no sign of fatigue from Bayern Munich in this match. They were pretty much relentless from the start. And that is what you want to see under Julian Nagelsmann. Avoiding those team-wide lapses, those sluggish starts coming out flat. Those are some things that we saw earlier in the season that, that needed to get better. So I was really happy that despite this condensed schedule, Despite how many games that the team has been involved in lately, they came out focused and aggressive, and you can't put enough money on that for what it's worth. That The way Bayern had come out flat earlier in the season was very disappointing at times. So to maintain the kind of focus they did, I was very happy about that. Uh, the attack was fun and relentless, as I've said. It, to see Serge Gnabry playing that freely and that confidently is great. To see Leroy Sané out there, pretty much playing the role role of point guard at times, dictating play, 
figuring out where the gaps are, seeing where the passing lanes are, setting up his teammates. It was just really, you know, Sané has has really evolved his game and become such a mature player at Bayern Munich. Um, really, it's it's just it's just extremely extremely nice to see the way that he has played uh, for the good part of this season. Gnabry, of course, was great. Uh, just the way when he looks that good, and we've seen glimpses of this, it makes me wonder why Byron was so eager to go out and get Mane and 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 have. I, listen, I understand the need to have options. I understand the need to have depth. But when when Gnabry plays that way, it seems a shame that eventually at some point Nagelsmann's going to have to look down his lineup sheet and make a decision between players like Gnabry and Sané and Mane and Coman, not to mention Musiala and Muller, who that is a whole different story. And I don't need the hashtag Muller Mafia chasing me off the airwaves here. Uh, Nagelsmann's going to have a tough decision to make there, but that is a topic for another day. defensively we had the one lapse, but I thought it was very strong. This was, let's call it what it was. It was a makeshift group. Hernandez can play left back has not really done it a lot this season, but moved out and looked pretty good. Uh, Pavar and Upamakano working together extensively. They don't have a, a lot of experience working together, but I thought they did pretty well. Mizrahi I thought was, was very good. Uh, he, you know, like I said, he got caught up in the one defensive lapse, but you could really put that on about three or four players. So I, I don't want to focus too much on that, but uh, very good showing defensively. Uh, I was, you know, one of the people who was a little skeptical about how this would all work with their defense coming into the season. But I think that they're starting to grow and get used to each other. I do think that they miss Matthias Delict when he is not there because he is much more vocal than anyone else in the back line. I think it does help with the coverage. I think it does help avoid some of those lapses. Uh, so again, Nagelsmann is going to have to start to look at those kind of things and assess among his players what he needs against certain teams, what players are better matchups, because he's got more than enough talent. It's now just a matter of matching it up properly. Um, so finally, and I think the last thing that we'll touch on is I think Byron, if they can maintain this kind of focus and this kind of energy and this aggression, they're going to be just fine against Schalke on Saturday. Uh, of course, this is kind of a getaway game. Uh, everyone will be leaving for their World Cup teams after this. So you might think that the club or the players might start to look ahead to the World Cup, might start to lose focus a little bit, and it could happen. So to me, I do want to see how Nagelsmann keeps the team focused on the task at hand, and I want to see how he gets them going in the right direction as they work toward finishing off this Hinrunda Uh, by hopefully shellacking Schalke, moving on to their respective World Cup teams, and then coming back for the Rook Ronda and really being ready for that stretch run that's going to include the Bundesliga season, the DFB Pokal, and the Champions League. There is a lot of football action in front of us. So stick with BFW. We're going to cover it all. The World Cup, the entirety of the second half of the club season for Bayern Munich, especially on Saturday, we will blow it out and have a lot of coverage in terms of post-game reactions and all of our normal stuff. So we appreciate you guys listening and always, uh, you know, giving us some by-play and interacting with us on our posts uh, and and also with the podcast, whether that's through social media or on the site. So it's always appreciated. You can always get me 
at the Barrel Blog on Twitter. You can get the site at Bavarian FB Works. You can get Tom the Tweetmeister at Tommy Adam seventy one, and you can get I Need No Name at BFW Of course, you can get all of our great writers on the site and all of our other great podcasters who don't have social media handles. You can get them as well uh, at BFW. So thanks again for listening. Enjoy this win, and we will see you next time.